into sports. 20 yards out, Ursa shoot, don't shoot! Oh, oh what a goal for Fabinho! Wow! Then get into the all new OTB Sports app. I think when he apologises to me, I probably will say hello to him, yeah. No. Videos, sports news, live scores, interviews. If Abregas is going to come up to me in the street and give me some of a mouth that he would have given me on a football pitch, what do we get a slap? Plus, exclusive content on the OTB Podcast Network. The biggest names in sports. Ready when you are. Search OTB Sports on your app store and download it now. Football on Off The Ball. With Paddy Power. Minimal contact in stadiums? Shouldn't stop the usual suspects from going down. Gamble responsibly. Gamblingcare.ie All right, welcome back. It's Thursdays Off The Ball. Nathan with you. 53106 is the text number. If you have any questions for John Giles, who is live with us on the line. Evening, John. Evening, Nathan. Tough all week of international football. Mm, yeah, certainly tough. Mm. Tough, Nathan, yeah. yeah. Not very good for us, unfortunately. No. Uh, listen, Stephen Kenny's, what, three months in now? Eight matches, no victories, no goals in the last seven games. The stats obviously aren't good, but there's been a whole lot going on outside of it. Do you feel you can read much into what Stephen Kenny has done so far? Not really, Nathan, you know, because I think what it was 14 players short, wasn't mm. he, for the last match there. You know, the way things are, actually, I don't think his matches should be played, uh, Nathan, to be quite honest. Right. And I think there's too many matches for the football, for the players anyway, but from... Yeah, certainly from Stephen's point of view, it hasn't, it hasn't been a good start. But you, you'd have to say it hasn't been a fair start either. You know, he's lost a lot of players, and he, it's very hard to get any sort of rhythm. And then, but but I'd have to say the matches that were played, um, ultimately, I, well, I was disappointed in them. Mm. I couldn't see I couldn't see much in any of the matches for us, and the three matches that we played. Is that both in terms of style and in terms of actual individual performances? Well, it was just that we weren't really in the matches, Nathan. Mm. Uh, you know, like the the, uh, the England match, we were well outplayed. Wales, we were we were okay. We didn't look like winning it. Didn't really look like winning it against Bulgaria either. So, I know there was a lot of misses, uh, players missing, and a lot of upsets, which is not good. Uh, but was overall, I'd say I was disappointed in, in, in the three matches. Would you have any concerns that there's going to be a real knock-on effect of these results when they get back together for the World Cup qualifiers in March, that having gone on such a difficult run of results that the squad may be just shot in terms of confidence, that when they get back together, the buzz that you would expect of a new manager is, is going to be long gone? Well, I'd say that would probably be gone. But, I, but you know, when it comes... How long have we got? Now, a couple of months... Three, four months? Yeah, I, you know, that, if he gets the players in that he wants mm. and we don't play as many matches as we did, uh, then it'll be a new start again. And, and Stephen, is it, what, eight matches we've played now? Yeah. We'll have learned, I think, anyway, and the players will have learned a lot from those particular matches. So I would expect a better start, uh, certainly, than we had at, this, at, at, at Stephen's first matches uh, because he will have had the eight matches behind him. He can look at the videos. He can look at all sorts of things to to finally decide what's his best eleven, uh, and that's a that's that's a, a biggie uh, when you're starting off as an international team manager or any manager for that matter. Mm. So at least he know that. You know, I think looking over the videos of all the matches that we played, then starting next next the next March, he should definitely know his best team. 
And that's a start, Nathan. And he has had an awful lot of bad luck. I mean, the players having to pull out the, 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 the travelling and the, the, the virus situation, mm. uh, it, 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 it couldn't have been worse, really, for the new manager coming in. Yeah, that's for sure. It's interesting. Mm. You think then that actually he should, even though he's had to chop and change consistently, should still have a good idea of what his best 11 is after this run of games? Yes. I think he should definitely mm. know now haven't had the, 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 the matches that we've had. Now, I think I said from the start, it takes about eight matches. Mm. So I think, I think, you know, looking over the, the videos of all the matches that we've played, he'd have all those, I would imagine, and go over them, have a look at them again, and again, and again, and to say, well, yeah, that's definitely, that's definitely my best team. Is there anyone over the last couple of games, the competitive games as they're meant to be against Bulgaria and Wales in the friendly against England that have stood out in any way? Well, I thought one of our best players was Horgan. Right, yeah. I thought Horgan did really well. And I was surprised that he was taken off in the two, I think, two of the matches anyway. Mm. Um, but he was able to do his stuff. He, got, he was able to go past players. He was the only one creating anything really from, from the wide positions. Uh, and I thought he was very good. I think of the players that we've seen... Uh, from from my position, anyway, I'd have him in the team. Yeah, what, what I about he was a plus? What about in the middle of midfield? He's he's ended up using a huge amount of players across the eight games in the middle of midfield, and getting James McCarthy back in the fold at the very start. He's had some personal issues, so hasn't been involved. Connor Howran's played a lot of football. We saw Jason Knight and Jason Malumbi come through. Has he discovered anything in midfield that can maybe change the way that Ireland approach games in that part of the pitch? I don't think so, Nathan. You know, I think we're pretty much of a muchness. You know, I, I think I think I'd have Brady in the team as the best of the midfield players. Uh, but after that, and I think I said to you before on the program, you know, I, don't, I, don't, I would only play two players in the middle of the field, Nathan, mm. with the two lads. I'd definitely have Horgan White one side and McLean White on the other side, and and then make the job easier for the midfield players than it is at the moment. In other words, when they get it, there's somebody to give it to, and let them get on with the job from there. I thought you might have mentioned was, was we mentioned before Nathan about Not Forest. Yeah, maybe not. You know when when Not Forest were at their best, like they had two midfield players in, in uh, and they were average players, but they had John Robertson, who's a good, really top class player, mm. and Martin O'Neill. And their job was to get it, give it out to them, and let them get on with it, get the fullbacks on the overlap and things like that. And that's our best way because I can't see us cutting up teams from the mid, from the players that we have in the middle of the field. I think we'd have to get it, you know, out to the out to the wingers, keep them wide, uh, and not so in wingers. When you've got wingers like that, when the ball's in the other side of the field, they can pop inside and make up another three in the middle of the field, Nathan. Yeah. You know, now I don't want to get too technical, but that's the way I would see it. A lot of the talk again is about Jack Byrne. He didn't get much game time last night. I think it was ten minutes or so at the end when Robbie Brady was forced off. And whether Jack Byrne maybe is that technical player in midfield who can create something, do, do you see him being yeah, well, at what, the level where he could do that? Him, yeah, mm. what I've seen of him, I like him. Yeah. But I haven't seen enough. Mm. You know, we played three matches, but he, as you say, what, he only played 10, min, 10 minutes in that. I think, I think he looks like a creative player, but I'd, I'd just like to see him in, in, in one of those matches, you know, for, for 90 minutes. Yeah. It looks to me, I've seen him before play, and he looks good. I think he, he, I'd love to see him in, in the position for, 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 for a couple of matches. And see what he can do. One of the see, things just, that... See, 
that Stephen Kenny probably would have been quite confident of when he took the job was defensively that Ireland would be so strong. Again, so <coughs> hampered by injuries that last night he doesn't have Coleman, Doherty, Egan, Stevens. But Shane Duffy has been there. Duffy, it seems, is going through something of a crisis of confidence, certainly struggling up at Celtic has struggled in these games as well with Ireland. When you, when you have a player like that who's probably having the biggest dip in terms of form of his career, but he has the experience that Duffy has, do you just have to let him play through it and hope and presume he is going to come through it? Yeah, I think he had one or two mishaps in, in the matches, but I don't mm. think he was that bad, Nathan. You know, The fact that he's playing with Celtic and not playing well, obviously, you know, it doesn't do people watching him any favours, you know, because you're looking for him to make mistakes. Uh, I think he played, made one or two mistakes, but overall, but again, he didn't have that, those players around him. As you say, Coleman didn't play. There was a couple of players that, that were out that, that, that could have helped him along the way. And I don't think he was... I, I, let's put it this way. I was picking the Irish team tomorrow. I'd have him in the team. That's for sure. Yeah, you don't think his place is under threat at all? No, I don't think so. He's like most players. He's not playing as well as he can. And obviously we know that he's, not, he's having a rough time at Celtic. So when they come into a match, you're looking for him not to be playing well. So mm. the slightest mistake, is, I think, is, is, is exaggerated. Uh, but I, I, I would stick with him. Yeah. But you know, when you miss Coleman and players like that, who, are, who, who have been the best part, as you said beforehand, Nathan, you know, there's no doubt that the back five under Nick McCarthy and now are the best part of the team. Mm. But but that, they weren't all playing in in in, the, in these matches. There was two. There was at least what two missing for most of those particular any one of those particular games. Yeah, a lot, a lot of players missing. Yeah, a lot of players. Yeah, they're, they're hard so games to analyze. It's hard for Stephen in that mm. way, uh, Nathan. You know, I think he's what fourteen players missing or something. Yeah, in relation to the matches, and the matches are coming on top of each other as well. Yeah, but he will have learned. There's no doubt. I mean, the more matches you play, the more you're going to learn. So it, despite the fact that we didn't win them or didn't play particularly well in them, at least he will know and he will have seen the players that he has at his disposal. Yeah, so we'll push it all back to March and make some judgments then, I guess. Yes. All right. Well, there's, there's nothing, nothing we can do in the meantime anyway, <laughs> no. Nathan. You no. know, I mean, obviously I'd love to look back on the three matches we played and say, yeah, that, that, you, that was really good, that was really good, that was really good. But I, I'd have to say there wasn't... There wasn't that much good came out of the matches, mm. that's for sure. Uh, Except experience. Uh, for players, yeah. 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 Uh, John, I wanted to talk to you about the story at the moment around dementia and Alzheimer's in former players that is really gaining a lot of attention. Just today, the PFA said it's setting up a new task force to further examine the issue of brain injury disease in football. It follows some earlier research that suggests that former footballers were between two and five times more likely to die from degenerative brain diseases. This is obviously a conversation you're very familiar with. Uh, Nobby Stiles' son, John Stiles, who be your nephew, was talking about this this week in the English media, saying, and being critical, I think, of the PFA in particular, um, yeah. after Nobby sadly passed away last month of mm -hmm. dementia, and saying, how can it be that these players are left to struggle when the Premier League receives three billion pounds a year? These older players have largely been forgotten, and many are in ill health. I hope Dad's death is the catalyst for this scandal to be addressed. The PFA said are evaluating ways to improve the services and care provided. What are your thoughts mm -hmm. on it? Yeah, well, the, the, well, two, they're two different subjects, Nathan. Uh, you know, a lot of players have uh, passed away from uh, Alzheimer's and mm -hmm. their attachments to head and the ball, 
and the, the 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 story so far seems to be that there's some. It's definitely case that there is some connection between heading the ball uh, and Alzheimer's because of the players that have have done it. There's, there's going to be more research in that, and I think what John was 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 explaining uh, in in his statement uh, was that uh, it's it's popular to be talking about that, and quite rightly so. Mm. For the, for the future, the head and the ball in future. But what he was trying to bring attention to, that uh, particularly the Professional Footballers Association, the PFA, uh, was that uh, despite the fact, or despite the fact of how the players get dementia, really that the Professional Footballers Association should be doing more for the players than they're doing. Do you know what I mean, Nathan? Like it's, the, 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 the conversation has, has been a bit of a camouflage to what the BFA are not acting upon as they should. In other words, it doesn't matter, as far as the football, professional footballers are concerned, and you're going to help the players, it doesn't matter how they got dementia, mm. you just got to help them. So what all the talk about is that, you know, what are we going to do about the heading? Quite rightly, there should be a lot of talk about it. But what's being missed is the fact that despite uh, uh, all the talk about this, that the players, uh, from the old players particularly, uh, it's been overlooked in many ways, that they're not being helped in the way that they should. In other words, there's a lot of players from my generation particularly, from the new generation where a lot of money, but from my generation where no no players of my generation, uh, Nathan, and after, finish football financially secure. Yeah. So the Professional Football Association are not proactive in this, when these players run into hard times. And it's been overtaken by the talk about heading the ball. It, it, my take on it is that regardless of how they get it, then they should be looked after. And that hasn't been the case. Because if you take, but there's a lot of professional footballers, again from my generation, have, are in bad, hit bad times, not through Alzheimer's mm. or heading the ball. Actually, they have heart attacks and cancer and bad hips and bad knees and all the various things that all professional footballers have. And they definitely haven't been looked after as well as they should have been. And that's what John was trying to bring attention to that. Of course, we've got to concentrate on Alzheimer's and see, see what can be done, whether it be heading the ball, whether we have protection, uh, whether we have headgear or invent headgear, uh, Nathan, mm. in my opinion. That hasn't been mentioned yet. That could help that. Stop the young players. Most most heading for footballers with professional footballers was in training, Nathan. Yeah, I saw Jeff Hurst saying that as well. Yeah, that actually within a game, it might be a few headers per game for the vast majority of players. But obviously in training, it's something you actually try and learn the skill with. So it's constant every day. Yes. So they could stop that or reduce that. Mm. I'm only talking now off the top of my head and how how things can be can be improved. But in the meantime, while we're waiting for this improvement and knowledge of the, the Alzheimer's. Let's look after the players who need looking after, mm. who don't have Alzheimer's, or who, indeed who do have Alzheimer's. You know, I know from experience with the players, a lot of the players that, that died recently haven't been very well, well looked after, Nathan. Mm. And I know that for a fact. And we're not talking I mean, about players who were playing in the lower leagues. We're talking about World Cup winners. You're talking about Nobby Styles. You've spoken before about Bobby Moore. You're talking about the best of the best. Yes. Well, if they're not going to be looked after, mm. the lads who are less famous and played in the third and fourth division in that night, right? There's loads of them. But the professional footballer is for every footballer. 
it's not for the stars exclusively. It's for mm. all professional footballers who belong to the, the, the players' union. That's what it's for. And they should be proactive and look for these players who need help. Because from, from what we know, there's 40 to 50 million pounds that in the players' union. Yeah, they're That's a very, lot very of money. wealthy organisation. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's got a lot of money. And John, through the years, have, have you ever had conversations through the years with the PFA? Have they ever reached out to see how you're getting along? If you need assistance in any way, have they ever reached out to any of your former teammates? No. Nothing? No, no. My only experience with them, Nathan, was, was years ago when I was getting my hip done. I happened to have a hip done. And I was privately insured... But I tried, I, I, I rang the association, the professional purposes association, and I spoke to a famous ex-player, and it wasn't good. Okay. It was, it was, it was like a means test. Right. It was like a means test. And actually what was said was that uh, um, it was, it was £12,000 for the, 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 I was covered private insurance, but I was trying it out. And uh, the, 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 the first thing was, the most we can give you is three three thousand towards that. Yeah. And could you not go back to your old clubs? <laughs> right. So there I was forty years, forty five years out of Manchester mm. United. Yeah. And I would have had to send in the bank statements and that. Mm. So it wasn't made easy by any means. So I had personal experience of that. Right. And that's and they're not they're not proactive in that way, and that's why the heading of the ball has taken over all the all the. But there's lots of other players from my generation and after Nathan that I'm sure need help or have needed help. Now, what will, what will Graham Taylor will say was, or Gordon Taylor I should say mm. would would say, well, we have helped, and you would have quite a few players coming back say the PFA did help us. Okay. Yeah, but from what I can gather of the figures. And I'm not sure about that. I have to put him out. That Gordon Taylor's uh, salary over the years, right, is is and and the, sell, the the money given to all the players, all the money given to players, the player the players benefits from that is ten percent or fifteen percent of Taylor's wages. Yeah. Yeah, he's on a big salary. There's no question about that. We'll check yes. out the exact figures as to what it is. Do, do, they, do they have a point when they're saying go back to the club? Because you played for Manchester United, you played for Leeds United. We're talking about two huge, wealthy organisations yeah. that there should be mm -hmm. a bit more of an onus on clubs to make sure well, as players uh, leave. Uh, like, it's not yeah. going to be as big an issue as time goes on because the money involved now, but that they would mm -hmm. have some sort of ownership of the players who represented the club? I, I think you're right, Nathan. But you've no chance of getting it. Right. No chance of getting it. The, what, the, what, the, what the clubs would say, you know, the clubs never gave much away. The clubs were always mean to players in my time, me myself included. But what they'd say to you was, well, we paid you your wages at that time. Yeah. There, there'd be, there, there, would be, there wouldn't be much give in it. Now, I'd say, I wouldn't say that of all clubs, because I know that uh, Peter Lorimer, for example, is not well, and they, they helped him last okay. year. But generally speaking, Nathan, once you play for the club, you play for the club and you're gone. So the, that's what the Professional Footballers Association is there for. Yeah. They belong to the players, you know? Yeah, well, you'd like to clubs. see the, the current players maybe come out and make a stand, but they haven't done it so far, so I don't know if they'll do it at this stage. No, well, they could. They, 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 you know, the young players, 
good luck to they're getting the plenty of money. Now. I have no problem with that. Yeah. Most of the old players have no problem with that, Nathan. Yeah. That's no, that's not, that's no big deal. Good luck to them, because I, I, along with a lot of other players, when I was only twenty-one in nineteen sixty-one, I, I was actually I was the, the players, the players' union man in Leeds. I right. believed in the union, really believed in the union, and I was part of, a, of hundreds of players who were prepared to go on strike in nineteen in in, in nineteen sixty-one for for the players' rights and to get rid of the maximum wage and that which we did, yeah, which was. De- and the freedom of contract later on, that, that, that set the way for the players of today. Yeah, for and, and good luck to them. You know, we, I've, I've, no problem, I've no problem with that. I've no, I don't envy the lads earning the money they're earning today. We've got to leave it there, them. John, unfortunately. We're, we're out of time. We're, we're just heading to news. We'll, we'll come back to this over the next couple of weeks, because I think it's definitely something worth exploring more. Okay, Nathan. Thanks a lot, John. We'll talk to you next okay, Thursday. Nathan. Thanks. Bye, bye, bye. Football on Off The Ball With Paddy Power Minimal contact in stadiums Shouldn't stop the usual suspects from going down Gamble responsibly Gamblingcare.ie